Welcome to Your Health To Go, brought to you by Demystifying Your Health, providing the clarity that you need. I'm Ashley Wood, registered nurse and author, your host. In each episode, we take a health topic that's important to you and break it down into easy to understand information. We also discuss the most common treatments and preventative techniques. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Today's topic is vasculitis. Your blood vessels play a vital role in your body functioning correctly. So when something happens to them and they don't perform as well as they should, it can result in significant issues for your organs. Depending on the location of the issue, these complications can be mild or severe. What causes your blood vessels to not function appropriately? What can be done to treat the issue? Is there a way to prevent it in the first place? Vasculitis, which is also known as angitis or arteriitis, is when your blood vessels are inflamed, and this causes the walls of the vessels to thicken, weaken, narrow, or scar. Any of these can restrict blood flow, which can cause damage to your tissues and organs. The exact cause is unknown, but thought to be related to genetics or your immune system attacking your blood vessels by accident. Certain things are thought to activate this immune system response, such as infections, like hepatitis B or C, blood cancers, immune system diseases like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, and reactions to some types of drugs. While it can affect anyone, some things can increase your risk, like smoking, having a chronic infection, or having an autoimmune disorder. Vasculitis can be a short-term, which is acute, or long-term, chronic, condition. The severity of the disease also varies and can range from mild to severe. Severe complications include organ damage that results in them failing, blood clots, aneurysms, vision loss or blindness, or life-threatening infections like sepsis. Even though there are many types of vasculitis, most are rare. These types include Bechet's disease, Berger's disease, Trug-Strauss syndrome, cryoglobular anemia, giant cell arteriitis, granuloma atostosis with polyangitis, Hanak-Sholin purpura, Kawasaki's disease, Tekisu's arteriitis, microscopic polyangitis, polyarteriitis nodosa, and hypersensitivity vasculitis. Symptoms depend on the type, so they vary significantly, but are often related to the area of the body that is affected by the decrease in blood flow. For some types, symptoms can come on suddenly and early in the disease process, but for others, they appear gradually or later in the disease process. General symptoms of vasculitis are fever, headache, fatigue, weight loss, night sweats, or rash, numbness, weakness, and aches and pains. Bichette's disease produces inflammation of your arteries and veins throughout your entire body. So symptoms can include mouth and genital ulcers, eye inflammation, and acne-like skin lesions. Berger's disease, or thromboangitis obliterans, affects the blood vessels of your hands and feet, resulting in pain and ulcers in these areas. Seldomly, it does affect blood vessels in your abdomen, brain, and heart. Trug-Strauss syndrome, or eosinophilic 
granulomatosis with polyangitis, mainly impacts your lungs, skin, kidneys, heart, and nerves in your limbs, which results in asthma, skin changes, nerve pain, and nasal allergies. Cryoglobular anemia is from abnormal proteins in your blood and causes a rash, joint pain, weakness, and numbness or tingling throughout your body. Giant cell arteritis, or temporal arteritis, produces inflammation of the arteries in your head, especially near your temple, which gives rise to headaches, scalp tenderness, jaw pain, blurred or double vision, and blindness. Granulomatosis with polyangitis brings about inflammation of the blood vessels in your nose, sinuses, throat, lungs, and kidneys, which results in nasal stuffiness, sinus infections, nosebleeds, and possibly coughing up blood. Typically, these symptoms don't appear until the damage is more advanced. Hinocholin purpura, or IgA vasculitis, is a type of vasculitis that is more common in children and produces inflammation of the smallest blood vessels, or capillaries, of their skin, joints, bowels, and kidneys, which can cause abdominal pain, blood in the urine, joint pain, and a rash on their buttocks or lower legs. Kawasaki's disease, which is mucotaneous lymph node syndrome, typically affects children younger than the age of five and causes a fever, rash, and redness of the eyes. Takesu's arteritis affects the larger arteries in the body, which means symptoms can include joint pain, loss of pulse, high blood pressure, night sweats, fever, general malaise, appetite loss, headaches, and visual changes. Microscopic polyangitis most often impacts the small blood vessels in your kidneys, lungs, or nerves, causing you to have abdominal pain, rash, fever, muscle pain, weight loss, and coughing up blood. Polyarteritis nodosa creates inflammation in your kidneys, digestive tract, nerves, and skin, resulting in a rash, general malaise, weight loss, muscle or joint pain, abdominal pain after eating, high blood pressure, and kidney problems. Hypersensitivity vasculitis, or allergic vasculitis, is often triggered by an infection or adverse reaction to medication and causes red spots on your skin, usually your lower legs. The main goal when treating vasculitis is to reduce the inflammation. It's also critical to rectify any underlying conditions that caused it to form in the first place. Typically, there are two phases of treatment, reducing inflammation and preventing relapse, because it's not uncommon for someone to have an initial episode that goes away and then comes back later, or for the initial episode to never really go away. In either case, medications are used. The most common medications are corticosteroids, since they are great at reducing inflammation. The only issue is that they can have severe side effects if they are taken in high doses or for long periods of time. This is why if you're going to be taking them for maintenance purposes, your doctor will prescribe the lowest dose possible. Sometimes you might take other medications with corticosteroids called steroid sparing medications. These medications also help to reduce inflammation and allow the dose of corticosteroids to be reduced more quickly. If you develop complications from vasculitis, like blood clots or aneurysms, then you might need surgery to correct those. The best way to prevent vasculitis is to live a healthy lifestyle that promotes heart health. 
This means eating a diet that is high in fresh fruits and vegetables, whole grains, low-fat dairy products, and lean meat and fish. It's key to limit the amount of fat, sodium, and sugar in your diet. Drinking plenty of water throughout the day is vital to helping your body stay hydrated, which promotes vascular health. Another important step is to get regular exercise by being active most days of the week. If you don't normally exercise, it's imperative to start off slow and get your doctor's approval before trying any new fitness routines. This will help to decrease your likelihood of getting injured. One other component that most people don't realize is essential to living a healthy lifestyle is getting enough sleep. Not only is this when your body repairs itself, but when you have enough sleep, you feel more energized and are better able to focus throughout the day. Vasculitis is a serious condition that requires treatment in order to get better, which means that recognizing the symptoms is key to getting help sooner rather than later. If you have any questions or concerns about vasculitis, please speak with your doctor. If you would like more information, please visit the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute's Vasculitis page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.